It's a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. Pulls it to the air. It's deep to left. Taylor's back at the wall at 700. Hello and welcome to Swing for Contacts Baseball Podcast. It is episode 14. It is April 22nd, 2023. I didn't get it wrong this week. Uh, today it's just Noah and I because Aiden decided to go study on a Saturday afternoon, I guess. Uh, Noah, how you doing today? Doing awesome. How are you doing? Uh, fantastic because the Jordan Savior, Mr. Alvarez... Uh, became one of the clutchest hitters in baseball history, I think, with his last home run. Uh, going to Atlanta, getting a win last night, even though I didn't get to watch it on Apple TV. So I'm doing great you today. Could have used, used my account. I know, but I was I was only at the house for like half the game anyway, so it didn't really matter. Okay. It was fine. Uh, so a few things to, on the headlines. Uh, you know, we got the Oakland A situation, the Max Scherzer appeal. The Vladdy Jr. and the Yankees being fun rivals, and then a, an unfortunate no hitter uh, that didn't happen. Uh, where do you want to start first? Uh, we can we can start with the with Oakland. Um, right. I, I'll just say this: um, it's it's kind of sad when you have owners that don't really care about you know the, the fans and the people that show up, and you know the people that have been fans for decades and decades upon more decades. And um, it's just like, wh- what are we doing? Like, you're just grabbing money and saying, okay, like, I don't, I don't care. And I, just, I hate the situation for Oakland fans. Um, if I ever had to go through that, I'd, I'd probably probably cry myself to sleep every night. Um, I mean, you could, you could argue what you want with, like, Jerry Jones or, you know, what John Daniels did. Um, but, I mean, they're somewhat successful teams, so I can't be that mad about it. But just come on, man. Like, your fans are showing like, – well, they're not showing up, but, <laughs> like, your fans – They I mean, want to fans, show up. Yeah, they want to show up. But when you've got, like, I don't know, some uh, single-A player being, like, you're starting, uh, like, I don't know, third baseman. I'm not trying to dog on anybody. It's just, like – it's not fun. It's not like fun to go to the games. Like, and you see with all these minor league games, like even the ones in Frisco, almost packed every night. And I guarantee you, there's more people in Frisco than there are at a like a, a Oakland game on a week on a Saturday night. So, I don't know, man. Just very unfortunate. I feel I feel for the for the Oakland fans. Yeah, it's it's really sad too, because like you know that stadium like in October or games that matter down the stretch, like they can pack the Coliseum yeah. and it becomes like a really not fun place to play for the opposing team. Like they've got really good fans that would like die for that team, I think. And the fact that there's like still season ticket holders with all the stuff going on the last couple of years is kind of like good on those guys. But like, you know, I, I think from just the uh, media deals alone, like the owner's banking more than he's spending on media deal alone. So anything he sells on top of that is just gravy. I could be wrong on that, but like that's seems to be kind of the numbers and the reports that I kind of see with the owners that don't really want to invest in their team as much. Um, like, you know, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
but there's not really like a sense of direction for the A's and you don't really know what they're doing from a roster construction standpoint or from a minor league construction standpoint the trades they've made the last few years and then like releasing some of those key components uh, of those trades and not developing those players like you know you, you look three years ago four years ago and Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, Marcus Simeon, Mark Canna, uh, like yeah. Matt Chapman, like the, the yeah. list of, of who they had is insane. And they had Chris Bassett, they had Sean Manaya, they had uh, a handful of other guys in the pitching rotation, like and their bullpen was deep and, and like they were a problem. A problem and like I know it's hard to keep everybody but keep some of them like build yeah. build around the core that you can keep for a handful of years and and I just I, I don't understand some of the, the decisions they've made but you know it's not really my place to understand it I guess but uh, you know Vegas is happening so um, a 49 acre site in Nevada uh, first relocation since the Montreal Expos in 2005 a 1.5 billion dollar plan stadium seating for between 30 and 35,000 and a partial tractable roof so um probably going to be one of the cleanest facilities in sports uh it, it's kind of crazy vegas went from like having no major teams to having they they brought the the black knights hockey they're bringing in uh the raiders and now the athletics and they've now invested so much money into sports and into their city and area uh but this did kind of ask the question like hey this is the first relocation since the expos in 2005 obviously they're not the washington expos they're the washington nationals so rebrand colors mascot like uh there's some room here to kind of get creative, I think, with with Vegas and and being the first relocation team in over a decade. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a really bad analogy. I'm, look, I'm <laughs> here for it. But you know, you, you got you, you, your organization's crap. Let's just flush your toilet. You know what I mean? And start you know brand new. Um, I mean, we were talking about it before. Like they, I think they just need to restart on everything. Like, I mean, we're going to mention the re, like the, the new colors. Like, what's your mascot or team name going to be? I think it's just time to completely restart because, like, um, I mean, you said that, like, Athletics is such a 1900s, like, baseball club name because it is. And, so, yeah, what, 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 are, what are your uh, thoughts on them moving to Vegas? So, I'm, I'm just curious here. The, the Oakland Athletics... Uh, was founded in Philadelphia in 1901 as the Philadelphia Athletics. So they have been the Athletics for 122 years. Um, obviously, they left Philadelphia. Uh, they went to Kansas City in 1955 and then moved to Oakland in 1968. So this organization is already... like This will be their fourth city under the Athletic branding. Um, you know, they had some awesome World Series runs in 72, 73, 74. They had the Bash Brothers. They um, won the 89 World Series. The names like uh, Ricky Henderson obviously came through and set records. Like, 
the A logo, the Athletics logo, means something in baseball history. But it might be time to pump it, like just blow it all to shreds and start over. Like I, I'm kind of in line. Like I think uh, the historian in me, the the baseball historian, is like, no, you got to keep the Athletics. We're talking about keep the A's. Um, but like the 2023 moving to Vegas fresh coat of paint in me is like oh yeah like total rebrand let's let's go crazy with it um you know looking at the west like we were kind of talking about colors and whatnot the rangers are very much blue and red they use blue jerseys they use red jerseys they they are blue and red the astros like technically their primary color is the navy that navy blue but really like it's orange is like their their color and they use the navy around it the Mariners use that teal, blue, green feel thing. They kind of fluctuate between the three of them, it seems like. The Angels are red. Like, they're just straight up a red team, and then white is their secondary and tertiary. So the A's already have that green scheme that is different from the other four teams, so I think maybe you keep the green. Maybe uh, update that green color a little bit. You mentioned that you love kind of like how the Marlins went a little neon-y, right? Yeah. And Vegas Strip, baby. There's a lot of lights and, and sounds in Vegas. Like, let's get a little neon green going. Heck yeah. And uh, Heck yeah. Vegas gold, like neon green and gold. And let's get a little funky. Let's brighten the colors up. Uh, the Athletics have that kind of bright green top jersey with the, the yellow script and the yellow socks That's that kind of has the feel, I think, is more their alternate home. Maybe make that more of the the full-time home jersey and neon up that sucker and make that yellow into a true gold and find a, a new logo to, to rock with it and let's do a full rebrand which yeah. you know the first name that popped my in my head at first was the gamblers but uh baseball and gambling is kind of a a weird market <laughs> uh it's becoming a little bit less uh stigma i guess but like you know, the other name that popped in my head was the dealers, because yeah. if there's one thing Vegas is known for, it's car dealing and drugs. So let's just go hand in hand and let's go Las Vegas dealers, neon green and gold. And let's uh, let's get out with the old and with the new. Heck yeah, I'm down for it, man. I'm down for like for change. And, you know, like you said, they, what you said, like a hundred something years, like it, it's it's. You're not the Cubs. You're not the Yankees. Like, let's 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 do something different. Right, and I think if the Cubs, like, were to move somewhere, um, like Chicago Cubs has been such a a name for so long. I think if they were to move, like it, it would feel weird to say Cubs in, you know, Idaho. Like, it, if they went yeah. to Boise, like the Boise Cubs is gonna have a name brand change. If the Yankees in some weird alternate reality were anywhere other than the Bronx, like they'd have to change their name. I think you just can't have the Yankees be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's time. It's it's time. Uh, you you want to have this whole stinky situation with Oakland and the last few years and the the team blow up and the the way the roster's been constructed. Just wipe it all away, clean slate, and have a little fun with it. So. Uh, were there any other names that have popped in your head lately? I know uh, we were kind of laughing at that year once before we started recording because they were already sports team names. But anything new pop in your head? 
No, not really. Uh, I think I said something like, like, you know, it's a desert, so like the rattlesnakes, but I mean, you have the Diamondbacks in Arizona, and then I was like, well, it's hot, so what about the Suns? And then you have the Suns in Phoenix, so <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough a tough rebrand if they, if they do pick a new name, and hopefully they don't butcher it like the Washington Commanders did. the las vegas baseball club yeah yeah all right let's get off the athletics for a little bit uh max scherzer was removed from a game when he had some sticky stuff uh issue on his hand check his glove check um i don't have the exact quote in front of me but scherzer was very adamant that it was sweat and rosin and that was basically all it was uh, to go as far as like I swear it on like my kid's life kind of thing like <laughs> I've got nothing else on me it's sweat and rosin and like Scherzer's like a like a first ballot Hall of Famer kind of guy uh, he's like a an inner circle of like baseball people like when the rules were announced like he's MLB PA like go to guy he's involved in everything uh, a three-time Cy Young Award guy, a World Series winner, like Scherzer's like on, like if Mount, maybe not top four, but like he's on a Mount Rushmore type of thing in terms of like pitchers. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Scherzer was using something he shouldn't have been using, or do you think this was uh, a, a crappy move by some umpires? What do you think? And I'm, I mean, you saw where the umpire, he's been the only one to throw out pitchers because of a, a quote-unquote foreign substance i forgot what his name is yeah i've seen that like three times <laughs> yeah um so i'm i mean at the end of the day it is the umpire's job to you know if there is something that they're using like crack down on it but if max scherzer is being honest about the whole rosin thing i, I think the mlb just needs to have a, a like a I mean, I know they cracked down on it, but they've been really lenient towards it these past couple of years. And I remember Trevor Bauer, uh, um, putting a YouTube video up, and he was like, "If you, you know, combine sweat and rosin," and he literally had the baseball in his palm and turned his head, hand upside down, and the ball stuck. Yeah. And so it's just like, if you don't want that to happen, I mean, you can't stop people sweating. Uh, you can't stop people from wiping their head off. So I mean, it's just MLB needs to. Needs to have a, a set in stone standard. Um, I personally, I'm not mad at Scherzer um, because I mean, if rosin's gonna be legal, heck yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's one of the few but, things. It's like the only thing that's like, hey, out on the mound, hey, you can use this to fix your grip. And yeah, for like if it's rosin and sweat, like you can get a very sticky, I guess like substance. Like you can get a sticky substance with just sweat and rosin. You throw a little sunscreen in that mix too, and like you've got. Yeah a combination for like crazy grip on anything you want really uh and like baseball players wear sunscreen because it's skin cancer and it's hot and the sun's out and like we play in the summer and like it totally makes sense rosin is on the mound the center point of the game pitchers have it whenever they want and guess what you go out there and you're throwing max effort 100 pitches like you're gonna get pretty freaking sweaty yeah. Uh, and so, like, you know, is it spider attack or is it rosin? Is it yeah. excessive use of rosin? Like, how do you how do you judge that? Like, what's the the over under on like pats of rosin you're allowed to have? And I don't know, man. Like, to me, this is such a a, a BS thing on him. Uh, if it is just that, 
and you know he was going to appeal it and then now backed out of his appeal said no i'm not going to appeal this because like i guess the appeal committee is like a a group of umpires or like an umpire association uh which probably would just lead to them backing their guy that removed him um so it's like why even appeal it's just going to come back as no good uh like this could like hurt his candidacy like as like a a top 15 kind of guy or something like that because like it's it's now marked as like oh well he was using illegal substance he's marked as like a cheater and like all i know all i've heard for the last several years is how awful i am for supporting a cheater club so (laughs) it's like okay well are, are we gonna put this rainy cloud over max scherzer for rosin and sweat like i don't know man like, it not, just seems I, it's just it is what it is if the mlb wants to crack down and be hard you know what's on it like take the rosin off the mound if it's that big of a deal like or just have like a like a finite rule of like how much rosin you're allowed to use yeah. or like how like set set your standard if if this is excessive then set okay this is i saw you do this you have this much on your hand like it can't just be like a judgment call on this stuff if it's a thing that is out on the mound. Like, yeah, fix your rule. <laughs> if you're gonna have these rules, make sure they're the right rules. Fix your rule. Exactly. Uh, and maybe some more f- fun news: the Blue Jays Yankee rivalry is already heated up, and it's still April because, uh, you know, Vlad Jr. kind of got hit by a pitch, stared down the pitcher on his little walk to first base. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, who is a vocal veteran kind of guy in that clubhouse, didn't like it and started jawing at Vlad. Vlad kind of jaws back. There's some exchanges from the dugouts. Like, uh, you know, we're already getting these two hothead teams kind of going at each other a little bit. And then Vlad had like the the comment saying, "I, you know, would you ever join the Yankees? And no, I'll I'll never change that. I'll I would never play for the Yankees, which is giving me some like uh some King Griffey Jr. vibes. Like if the Yankees were the only team to offer me a contract, I would turn it down and retire. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. like what 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 do you think about Vlad Jr. and his Yankee comments? That's awesome, man. You, I mean, you know how I feel about the Yankees. The most annoying, no, yeah, the most annoying baseball like fandom or like organization it's they're the annoying fans they're obnoxious they haven't done anything since 2009 and they still are like the team in the ml in, in the mlb and so i i think what vladdy said was absolutely amazing that's awesome like he just he just got a couple brownie points for me for that and he yeah. was your first baseman right your your yeah, preseason like, first base pick yeah. Mm-hmm. heck yeah let's go for it let's do it uh and then you put this one down on the list i I kind of not glossed over this, but like I wasn't really thinking about it. The the Drew Smiley, no, no. Uh, give me the breakdown on that. Okay, so if I kind of butcher it, I'm sorry, but from what I saw, that's what we do on the show. No, we butcher yeah, things. Um, you know, Drew Smiley's throwing a, a, a no hitter, perfect game, whatever. And uh, there's a little tapper in the. I think it was in the eighth, if I'm not wrong, but. There's a little tapper in between, like, the pitcher and third base, 
and then Drew Smiley went to go field it, and the catcher went to field it too, and the catcher jumped on Drew Smiley's back, and they both fell to the ground, and the runner was safe at first, and it was a, it was a hit. It was an infield hit, and so that broke it up. And it was just like, gosh, man. I think Aiden sent a picture <laughs> to the group chat. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this is just ended a eight inning no-no. I'm like, oh, man. Like, you hate to, I'd be, I would be livid. <laughs> there's, there's few plays in baseball that are just like magical moments that are so bad they're good. And like, if this wasn't a no hitter situation, if this was just like a play that happened in like the third inning of like a three to two ball game with nobody on or something like that. It'd be yeah. like an amazing, like, oh my gosh, go watch this play because it's just <laughs> insane that like this is wacky and wild and so bad that it's good. Uh, given the situation, man, that is heartbreaking. Yeah, and like, yeah. you see the the realization on like Smiley's face afterwards, and like he just got, you know, jumped by his catcher, and he's on the on the ground. He's got this like thousand yard stare. Like, golly, this. This is how I lost it. Like this little tough, four mile per hour tapper <laughs> in no man's land. Uh, yeah, you feel for for that kind of situation. It'd be awesome to have a, a no no in April. We haven't really had that kind of a situation. You know, the closest thing we had the the shutout by uh, Sandy, but getting an early game no hitter is always fun. But yeah. uh, hopefully, that just means that the pitchers are are on on track and some guys are doing good things and. Maybe next time Drew Smiley will will get his bid. Uh, we're officially twenty games in ish. Some teams have are at twenty one. I think some teams are at nineteen. Uh, yeah, some are at nineteen. Some are at twenty. Boston's at twenty one. But for the most part, uh, twenty games in. Uh, just kind of doing a quick look around the league. Tampa Bay obviously got off to their incredible start and are seventeen and three. Uh, something that's kind of fun is the AL East are all over 500. Like all five of those teams are playing decent ball. Boston's right at that mark. They're 11 and 10. So like they, they've played 21 games, but they've got one game over 500. So they're, they're playing ball. Uh, Minnesota and Cleveland right now are leading the central uh, 11 and nine, 10 and nine. So that could be a, a fun race this summer. The uh, AL West, the Rangers, baby, they got off to their hot start like they needed it. Uh, Twelve and seven. Houston got back to five hundred after the win in Atlanta, ten and ten, and the Angels, ten and ten. So all three of those teams are, are playing pretty good. Seattle's not too far behind. We won't talk about Oakland. Uh, in the East, you know the Phillies are kind of missing some yeah. some action right now, but I think getting Harper back, we'll talk about him here in a minute, uh, will help. But Atlanta and the Mets are playing good baseball, like we kind of thought they would. Um, the Marlins, man, like they've got an above five hundred record. They're ten and nine, but they're minus twenty six in run differential, so they're really kind of struggling. The score, um, which we kind of thought would be the issue. The central is Dude, been it's so fun. fun. Like it's a fun central division right now because like the Brewers are doing their thing, but the Pittsburgh Pirates, baby, fourteen and seven, <laughs> plus twenty two run differential. They are playing ball, and I love it. Uh, and then over in the West, the Diamondbacks currently leading the West at twelve and nine. The Dodgers 
and the Padres, both technically under 500 right now, uh, 10 and 11, 10 and 12 respectfully. So uh, I just kind of rattled off the the tops and a couple bottoms. Who is I mean, obviously? I think we all know who the surprise team is with maybe the Pirates, but um, who? What team has been kind of the, the fun storyline for you so far? Yeah, I mean the. Obviously the Pirates, uh, but one thing that's kind of like surprised me a little bit, not in a good way, are the Cardinals. I haven't really heard anything from them, but they're not. <laughs> I mean, we are still pretty early in the season, and you know, anything could flip a switch like that. You can go on like a eight, ten game winning streak, but you know, the Cardinals are only you know one game back from last place in their in their division. Yeah. Um, that's kind of that's kind of that was surprising because I I had them I have them winning the central, um and I mean you know Philadelphia they got off to a very rough start um but you know they they weren't really good either around this time last year and so when Bryce Harper gets back that'll that'll be a good thing but Arizona doing the dang thing and the in the West uh you know I thought San Diego would be there right now you know they just got Tatis back. Um, and you know he. I don't they need to get either. Juan Soto, yeah. like Soto back <laughs> is what they need because he is not uh, Juan Soto yeah, right now. Very underwhelming, San Diego Padre team. Um, but yeah, the Pittsburgh, it's like just a bunch of guys playing ball, man. That's all they're doing. And you catch Andrew McCutcheon is oh my god, it's so fun to see him do good in a Pittsburgh uniform again. Facts. But uh, but yeah, the Cardinals, it's kind of kind of concerning and surprising for me. Uh, the Rays, obviously, off their incredible kind of like opening three weeks, like they've got a run differential right now. They're almost to 100 already. They're at plus 84 run differential, leading the majors by a huge margin. Um, the Chicago Cubs are second in run differential at plus 48, but are technically third in their division behind Milwaukee and the surprise Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, so just something to watch if. If the Cubs, like, they're only two games, one and a half games back from leading that division 20 games in, but, um, you know, they could very easily be leading that division uh, if a couple things maybe go their way. So it would be interesting to see if they can keep that, that scoring and prevention up uh, and and become, like, a surprise playoff team because they were kind of, like, on the bubble for, for all of us. Like, you know, they could be good if these – veteran guys kind of all click and you know Bellinger's kind of have has clicked a, a little bit lately and uh, you know it, it they could be fun team to keep an eye on um, and then the Rangers right now are third in baseball and run differential at plus 42 so again are they going to be able to keep that up for the long haul 12 and 7 right now 7 and 3 in their last 10 and they've got a series against Oakland right now so that's a good good sign to, to keep good things happening is to go play Oakland. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's a uh, three kind of fun stories, man. Tampa Bay, Texas, and uh, Pittsburgh, I think are, are fun stories to, to keep an eye on over this next. We're not quite a, a full month in, but you know, we're getting close to being a month in. Uh, see if they can kind of keep this hot start going for a little bit. Um, Which, Fun stories with hot starts. Let's talk about some slow starts. Uh, some names of some guys that, you know, are either high profile or coming off good years. Uh, Alec Manoa 
almost a, a seven ERA in his first handful of starts. Uh, I don't really know. I haven't watched him pitch live yet, so I'm not really sure like kind of what's been the issue for Alec. Uh, but uh, I do play MLB The Show quite a bit, and I just saw him, like, he just got downgraded pretty hard, too, on that roster update, so things not going great for him. Uh, Masataka Yoshida uh, had a great WBC, uh, had a home run in, like, the first week of the season, but has really been on a cold streak lately, hitting only 189. Uh, another WBC name, Javi Baez, man. He he plays so good. He looks so good in that WBC for a little bit. And then, uh, you know, is he ever going to get right? I don't know. Doesn't look like it, but maybe. Uh, Lance Lynn, you know, is he running out of bullets in his arm? Did WBC harm him? Is just the mileage starting to wear down on him? Or is he just on a cold streak and he'll be just fine? Uh, Gene Segurus has come over from the Phillies. Hitting only 186 right now for the Marlins. Uh, Christian Walker, even though the Diamondbacks are playing good baseball and atop that that West Division, you know he's their central bopper kind of guy, and he's only getting on base at a 253 clip right now. Um, need to see him kind of if they're if they're going to maintain if they're going to play for a lead or a wild card in that division, he has to get going. And then two big time pitchers, like not not that Manoa and Lynn aren't, uh, but Aaron Nola has been off to a really slow start, which has hurt Philly, I think. And then Corbin Burns uh, has like the lowest K rate of the Brewers pitching staff, which is so not typical of him. Uh, Nola and Burns are like NL Cy Young watch list guys, and they've gotten off to pretty rough starts. so of the guys I've mentioned or somebody else that you've got in mind, which of these slow starters is going to figure it out the quickest or who's, who's going to break out of this first slump you think? Um, for, well, from this list, I can see my head slamming Corbin Burns getting it back sooner than, you know, anybody else. Really? I'm, I'm not really a big guy on Manoa. Um, you know, Javi Baez is, I'm sorry. He's just, it's not. It's not a good situation in Detroit. It, the swings he's, the balls he swings at, just some of the stupid plays he makes. Like you saw him get benched, I think like a week or two ago from by yeah. AJ Hinch. Yeah, that, that's just a tough situation. I think Yoshida. I mean, it, it's his first year in the in the league, so I'll give him. I'll give him a you know the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he'll turn it on. Maybe not. Um, but, I mean, for me, like the. I'm obviously going to bring a Ranger player up, but Adolis Garcia, he's not like a star-studded player, if you will, but he's like the Rangers, one of the Rangers, like, guys. He's a good player, man. Like, yeah, no, yeah. he is a good player, yeah, and he's hitting, like, 208 right now, um, hitting four spot. Um, I mean, he had, like, a Grand Slam the other week, and, you know, he'll get hits here and there, but it's just like, I mean, he's like a 250 hitter in his career, so, I mean... Um, I'd like to see him get back to that. I think he's just in a slump. I think he kind of has this every year. Um, you know, I think if uh, if he can if he can turn it on, I think the Rangers will, you know, surprise a lot of people even more than they already are. So. Yeah, I thought about adding like Bregman to this list because like Bregman's numbers oh, yeah. aren't very good, but like he's been. I watched so many Astros games that like. To me, he puts up good ABs and he puts good swings on balls, just hasn't been rewarded for it necessarily. 
Um, like his on base percentage was like a pretty solid number for these first 20 games, but his batting average is right at 200 or something like that. And so, but I, he does this every year. I feel like in, in the first part of the year. So like, I just, I just don't even associate him with like, Oh, who's slumping and who's not. He's just a, a, a career kind of slow starter for me. So, um, I, I'm curious to see if I think Yoshida just is going through just a regular hitting slump. I still think his tools are all there and playing in Fenway. Like he's he's going to be fine, I think. Especially once he kind of gets around the league a little bit more, given give another month, then he'll probably start creeping up some slugging numbers, start slapping some balls off the the monster, and be just fine. Um, Nola and Burns are aces, and like. Nola, I think, is in a walk year, and Burns is like trying to get a high, high dollar contract. And at the end of the day, like, there's motivation there for both of those guys to have really good numbers this year. And so I don't know if maybe some of that that weird pressure on that they might be feeling some of that, or if it's just ball just not coming out of the hand clean right now or what but uh nolan burns are the two names i kind of have circled like hey they they need to get their crap figured out uh and i think one good start for me to one of those guys triggers a cy young type of run it's just a matter of them getting that that one really good start out the way uh talking about pitchers uh your top 10 pitchers list here you you type this thing out something that you found on mlb uh, so yeah. I'll let you uh, take the range on this one. Yeah, I, th- I thought I'd just share it. So this far, uh, at this point in the season, um, hold on, maybe I can get my phone to you know, actually turn on real quick. So this point in the season, uh, MLB came out with a list of the, you know, the top 10 pitchers um, so far, according to them. So maybe I can find it. Here we go. Okay. So these are the, they're the power rankings, the pitcher power rankings. So, of course, you got Garrett Cole. At the number one spot. I probably should have started from 10. I'll go ahead and do that. Sorry. Um, you got Sonny Gray. <laughs> and this is year to date. Uh, this is the whole season up yeah. to this point. Yeah, this is as of uh, yesterday, the 21st, okay. uh, they came out with this. Um, you got Sonny Gray with the Twins, uh, which is kind of surprising to me, but he's been a stud. Uh, Julio Urias from the Dodgers. You got Spencer Strider from the Braves. Uh, Dylan Cease from the White Sox. Of course, you got DeGrom with the Rangers. Um, you got Pablo Lopez at the number five spot. Let's go. Um, you got Shane McClanahan, which Tampa Bay really needs that because all their pitchers are hurt right now. Um, you got Luis Castillo at, from the Mariners at three. You got Shohei at two and Garrett Cole at one. And you could argue Shohei and Garrett Cole for the number one spot. But um, Garrett Cole is 4-0. He has a 0.95 ERA with 28.1 innings pitched, 32 strikeouts, and a 0.74 whip. I know you wrote that down earlier. I probably just butchered your whole segment later, but oh well. And then yeah, Otani has a 0.86 ERA, um, a 0.905 whip, 27 strikeouts, uh, a, 0. A, a 91 batting average. Uh, from the opponents and a three point three ninety OPS from his opponents, so I mean, they're both amazing numbers. But I think Garrett Cole's just been so dominant, um, especially with those strikeouts, thirty two and four starts. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Four wins. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, 
Uh, they very easily could be the American League Cy Young representatives, uh, yeah. which I would love. Otani should get all the awards because it's Otani. But uh, having somebody to race him in the Cy Young and the MVP, and I think a season that he's trying to get both and trying to get the the contract of all contracts, like this is his year to just say, okay, screw it, pedal to the metal, let's go. Uh, Otani and Cole racing for a Cy Young this year could be a lot of fun. Uh, so something to keep a, a watch on. Pablo Lopez is a nice surprise coming over that that trade with the Twins. I like Pablo Lopez before. I thought he was a, a good pitcher, but uh, he's been pretty fantastic to start. Uh, I think Julio Urias kind of got roughed up his last start, maybe even yesterday, right after that le- that list got compiled. Um, but yeah, he's. I, I don't like watching him pitch, but I know how good he is, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Uh, and then Sonny Gray cracking the top 10 is kind of a surprise, but, you know, that's fun name. Two twins. How about that? Who would have thought yeah. two twins pitchers would make the top 10 pitchers power ranking right now? Crazy world. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, like, did we put a curse on Sandy? With the player of the week, the know. first like, are we, are we the Madden curse? Because <laughs> I guess so, but because uh, he kind of <laughs> had some rough, yeah, rough couple of weeks for him. Yeah, I'm friends with the Marlins fan, and we've been we've been uh, <laughs> we've been giving him all kinds of crap. Uh, you know, he had that shutout game, and then ever since then, it's just been like Jesus. You know, so I don't know. I, he'll he'll turn it back on eventually, but it's just like dang. Yeah. Hopefully he does, because he's, he's a lot of fun to watch when he's right. Uh, yeah. Which, that takes us right into this little injury roundup here. Just across the league, some names. Uh, there's obviously more injuries going on than just this list, but these are some of the, the bigger names or bigger headlines. Uh, Marlins pitching. Sandy, Cueto, and Rogers all have soft tissue arm injuries right now. Now, like, I don't think there's any UCL or, like, uh, actual ligament issues but like uh some bicep tendonitis going on um a strain tendon etc etc but having having three arms of all with soft tissue injuries currently is concerning for the marlins i think uh need to figure out what's going on in that room the grom had a oh i don't want to say a scare but just something to it's the grom so anytime he comes out of a game early it's like yeah. oh gosh <laughs> Um, he exited after like four no hit innings. It looked like he was on his way to another really good start uh, with a wrist issue. Uh, but yeah. he, I think he, they just delayed his next start. He threw like long toss as part of a, a routine, and everything checks out. Seems to be good on he schedule. Yesterday, so I, I think he'll be all right. So I think he's already been slated into his next start, which is good news for Rangers fans, obviously. Uh, Carlos Rodon, though, man, like, what? I'm not sure. <laughs> he's had a, a rough start to his Yankee life because you know, he just went from the arm issue to a back injury, had a CT scan, supposed to resume throwing these next couple days. Um, so we'll see. There, I don't really know if there's a timetable yet for him to make his Yankee debut, really. Um, and then Pedro Severino is probably finishing up his ramp up. I think he's got like two more bullpens and then um, probably will start traveling with a, a team or start a minor league rehab. 
so two Yankees pitchers. I think Lewisga is down right now, something too. So um, the Carlos Rodon thing is kind of kind of sketchy. Yeah. Uh, more fun news though. Bryce Harper has his appointment with his uh, elbow doc in that first week of May. So here pretty soon. Uh, he's taken like on the field batting practice already, been hitting off the tee uh, probably nonstop. I think he's kind of testing out what he can and can't do. The Doing some first base reps. Yeah. Uh, Harper, man, like. Yeah. Said screw All Star Game. I'm coming back in May, like, <laughs> which would be a lot of fun. And the Phillies could use that jolt, obviously, in their lineup. Uh, Michael Brantley set to make his AAA uh, rehab debut for Houston probably this upcoming week, uh, which would be a add some more consistency to that Houston lineup. Which, as they start playing a little better baseball, it could could be scary, but it'd be good for them. Uh, Glass now is about to start facing hitters. I think he's going to start doing some like live game situation and his rehab stuff. Um, which getting obviously they just lost a pitcher to elbow, and so you don't want to rush Glass now back. But at the same time, if you're Tampa at that first spot in the rankings, you're like, okay, we want to hold this position. Like we need as many hands on deck as we can get. Like. Last now we need you to get ramped up, and so it's like don't rush him, but kind of need you ready. <laughs> that would be a big get for them. And then I think I could be wrong on this, but I think Joe Musgrove is making his season debut today versus the Diamondbacks. So um, I think they got Tatis yesterday, and I think they get Musgrove today. Yeah. Uh, and then our final little segment here, because we're getting pretty long on time. Uh, everyone's favorite curse of the week, player of the week. Oh God! I hope this isn't a curse because, like, I, I hope it isn't. Because <laughs> the Astros fan in me is like, yes, yes, get after the like curse. But the baseball fan in me is like, no, that, I hope not because that'd be bad for us long term. Uh, our our hitter of the week, man, one of your boys, a guy that I'm not super high on from an analytical standpoint but has some really good seasons man marcus simeon has had a great week uh triple slash of 421 522 895 with three home runs including a grand slam in houston to put that game out of reach a stolen base and has scored seven runs this week Talk about your boy real quick pump him up i mean you know with the Corey singer 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 injury um I was really, you know, Ranger fans were worried, like, is somebody going to step up? Is it going to be Adolis? Is it going to be Nate Lowe or Simeon? Because, you know, you look at Simeon, he's the second highest paid, or whatever, third second behind DeGrom and Seager. And so he has filled the shoes. He stepped up where he's needed to step up. Obviously, Nate Lowe's been in a little slump here as of lately, and so is Adolis. Um, but, yeah, he has been on an absolute tear. Um, I think somebody messaged me for picking him at second base the other day on our on our TikTok thing, uh, making fun of me. But uh, you know he's the SFC Player of the Week, so shut up. Um, but yeah, he's he stepped up in a big way. Um, it's still kind of funny seeing him bat lead off, but I mean look at the stat line from this week. That's it's amazing. So yeah, I think you take that no matter where he's hitting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then from a pitching standpoint, uh, you know, we we're talking about Otani 
early on, I think Otani is the honorable mention for me because there's a guy that has some more innings, some more strikeouts, and a little bit better opponent batting average. In the desert, Zach Gallen with 13 and two-thirds innings, 18 strikeouts, a 0.29 whip, and a 0.89 opponent batting average. And in those 13 and two-thirds, zero runs allowed. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll put this in there, too. Um, scoreless streak of 21.2 innings pitched. For Gallon? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could very easily see Zach Gallon uh, potentially being, like, pitcher of the month. You've got Garrett Cole, Otani, Luis Castillo. Uh Obviously, you could could make that list. I, I I looked at like your the list with Zach Gallon and whatnot in your top ten pitchers list. Like I was really surprised to not see Zach Gallon on that top ten yeah, list. Yeah, I was like, it's not mine, by the way. It's MLB's, and you know how MLB can get. But no doubt, yeah, I'm just not realizing that he's not on there. So, but I think he totally should. He sh- he belongs yeah. on that top ten based off of his uh, track record and way he started so far. But. Uh, because MLB didn't recognize him, we're going to. So Zach Gallen, our pitcher of the week, uh, and I think a dark horse still for that NL Cy Young. So keep your eyes peeled. <sighs> All right. Uh, any other things we need to cover before we close out on um, this thing? I just want to. I want to cover one more thing. Okay, hit me. Uh, what's your What's your opinion on the Rangers City Connect jerseys? Ooh. <laughs> I've read some of these comments on Instagram and somebody said looks like pajamas. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, what's your opinion? I I wouldn't buy one. Uh I don't love it. I I wish they'd done maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Uh I the script numbers I think and the red is is cool. I the text the TX logo I think is and a good people. logo with the little spur on it and yeah. and whatnot. Like I I like the idea of what what they were going with for it. Um, I don't know. I just I wish it had a, a little bit more juice to it. Like no, the yeah, the jersey I, I as a whole. That. Like and the the top being like that off white cream and then the the pants being that that navy logoed color like. I don't know. Like, I I don't love it. I don't. It's not one of my. It probably wouldn't make my top five city connects. Yeah. But it's not like doesn't make me want to throw up in my mouth. It's not awful. I like some of the details they added, like having the the uh, the Panthers and the Spurs <laughs> the and <Eagle>. yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. And so like some of the cool little details about like the Metroplex baseball and whatnot and. Like there's some there's some good stuff on that City Connect, but it's a little too basic. I feel like this is the third year of them doing the City Connects, and I just wanted a little bit more. And not they're not bad, but I don't know they're they're not they're not my favorites. No, yeah, I get that. Um, like nobody's gonna top Houston's and San Diego's, I don't think. Um, but for them to be like this, I'm perfectly okay with it because I thought they were gonna be awful. But like you said, just a little details. Like you have the 421. Uh, I mean, that's when they debuted it yesterday. That's when Texas won their independence. 
that's when uh, the first game in Texas was played, and that's when opening day, I believe, at Arlington Stadium was played. Um, and then, you know, just uh, the roping linings on the uh, on the pants and mm-hmm. just all the kind of little Yeah, that was a cool line. I, I did like that. Yeah, it kind of just, like, makes it what it is. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not mad. I'm definitely going to get a hat. I don't know about a jersey. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'll definitely get a hat. Those hats are nice. Yeah, I think the the logo design works better on the hat than it does on their jersey. Yeah. Uh, I like the hat. I don't mind the pants. Like, I like the pants when I like the tops, which I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Um, but that's just kind of where oh, so I stand you're on you like it. the pants more than the jerseys. <sighs> Like I like. No, I'm, no yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. No, because a lot of people are saying like, take those pants off. Like, what are we doing? And I think it's because people think they're black, and the pictures didn't really do a good job of catch, capturing the navy blue on it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think they're all right. I think anyway. the the hat and the pants work, and I just wish they did a little bit more with the tops, just to yeah. add a little bit less cream or a little bit more on the jersey design or i, I don't know i it just it, it was missing something for me are they going to start are those going to be like the friday home jersey since i debuted it on a friday um i'm not i'm not too sure um yeah i don't don't ask me because I, I i don't know because <laughs> i know like houston does like space city mondays like every home monday is the space city connects uh and i think each team kind of has their own thing that they do with it i I need to look that up. See, uh, I think so. When they're doing something that like makes that. Sense, so, yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, just got a tweet from Jared Sandler. Jacob Degrom will pitch tomorrow's series finale versus Oakland. All right. Mark that as a win. All right. Yeah. That's it for me, though. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, check out our website. Go follow us on all the social medias: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Swing for Contact. Uh, we are on all of your streaming platforms for podcasts and check out our website. Go, uh, go get you a Tumblr, go get you a shirt, go get our one-stop place for all of our content is on the website. It has the links for everything. So if you ever get lost, go find us there. And, uh, yeah, this has been a fun, uh, first 20 games of baseball and looking forward to see how the rest of the spring goes.